The Stiletto Talk podcast explores popular topics that can impact your journey towards healing and self-actualization. Hear the hilarious yet informative opinions of queer couple Kay and Shanice Foster. Our viewers create the questions and choose the topics. Each episode features a segment called Good Sis Case Studies, where we follow the healing story of a fellow sister striving to heal. You are listening to the Salento Talk Podcast with Kay and Shanice. Now kick off your stilettos and let's talk. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thank you for listening. Howdy, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so today's question is, how do you know when you are the problem? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know when you are the problem? Let me think about that. I think that you know when you're, well, what's happening around you? I think a lot of times you know when you're a problem is if what is happening with the people around you. Um, are people enjoying your company? Do people not enjoy your company? Um, do you get the same feedback over and over again? Right. I was thinking that, are you the common denominator? Ooh. When when a lot of scenarios happen, does it boil back to it's the same issue, whether it's with a partner in a relationship, like the reason y'all in, like quit talking, are you the or with your job or something, like are you the bottom denominator mm-hmm. where it's always you see the problem, but everybody else is in the exact same environment, but you're always the one that has the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that acknowledging that you're the problem, you know, I got to change the language. I don't know if I would say um, when you're a problem, but no, maybe I would rephrase the question to how do you know when you need to, you know, heal or continue or challenge yourself or some past beliefs. And I think that you have to be in the spirit of reflection in order to every situation, there's something you could do better or there's something you can try or there's something that you can kind of challenge when it comes to maybe thoughts you had or behaviors that you used to do. So I feel like you have to be in the energy of self-reflection and doing something about it because you can acknowledge that you're the problem, but if you don't have any plan to put action behind that, then, you know, what are we here for? Right. So I think one thing that I love that you do, and I think you always challenge me to do it, is whenever something happens, you have a role to play in any situation in your life. So if something didn't work out well, even though you might not think it's your fault, what can you change about yourself to improve? How can you improve the situation if it ever happened again? Right. Yeah. And it could honestly be something that was out of your control, but it is saying, okay, well, what can I do to improve this? Mm-hmm. I like that because there's a lesson in everything. Like one of the things I talk about a lot in therapy is I have a lot of women that come and they're, you know, they're going through a breakup and I always, they can tell me all the reasons, all the things that the person that they were with did. But when I've re- reversed that question and I say, okay, well, how could you be a better partner? How could you have been a better partner in that situation? And how could you be a better partner in the future? And I see so many people look at me like I'm crazy. They literally look at me with a blank stare like, bitch, why you just asked me that? This is, this is about I'm perfect. Right. I'm perfect. What you talking about? I didn't do anything wrong. Right. And it just made me, you know, I'm thinking like, no, there's a lesson in everything. Sometimes, you know, even if it's, unconscious behaviors that we do we can sometimes um you know manifest certain things that happen so you do have to be in the energy of okay 
how do you know how do I know I'm a problem and then what am I gonna do about that so I don't continue to be a problem right yeah that's just what I think about like other things I think about in therapy is usually someone's always saying how something always happens this way or they always end up in this in this uh specific situation and I always ask them okay well what is the learning curve here what are we not learning that we continue to fall back on being in the same space or being in the same cycle of routines and a lot of times that stuff is unconscious period it is. So I'm trying to think of, so I was going to ask Bay what is a time that she thinks that she's a problem, but <laughs> while she was doing all that great talking, I know she was going to ask me back. So I thought I should go ahead and beat her to the punch. There we go. <laughs> okay. So for me personally, um, when I was a problem, so I think about at my uh, previous job, I had a uh, boss who, um, let's say that she was, she was tough. She was tough on everybody. But I feel like for some reason on me, she was just nitpicky. She was always giving me extra work that I didn't ask for. I wasn't trying to volunteer. Like, I'm trying to get my job done so I can go home at relatively normal time. I don't like staying late for no reason. And um, so I think that I was a problem because I don't think that I did a great job. Like, I think if I did a better job communicating the things that I was doing Mm -hmm. and her understanding all the workload that I had, that she might not have dumped on me or like... If I could just, I think communication was big for me. Or like when I'm finishing up projects, copy her. I tried not to because in my mind I was scared of her. So mm-hmm. I want copy her because then she would follow up with another question. I didn't want to do it. But in reality, <laughs> I think that if I would have done it, I think my life would have been easier. And I, right. I don't like being scared or intimidated people. So Yeah. And in communication, you know, ooh, that's a big one. We always can communicate better. Yeah. We can think about in retrospect the things that we could have said. And then it's like, you know, or, you know, there's a situation where we actually, we cause fuel or pour fuel on the fire <laughs> in the moment, you know, it's like, we're not trying. I even think about in my marriage. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, damn, I shouldn't have said that. Let me go back and try to be like, babe, come here. Let me tell you, I meant to say this, but I feel like, <laughs> I have to acknowledge or like I always will tell my wife like tell me if I'm doing something like I have no problem correcting my behavior if you bring it to my attention it could be something I just didn't know I was doing and that's why I depend on my partner and my friends my my real deal friends to tell me like okay hey you wrong for that or you know I want to know how to be better so I feel like I'm always in the space of listening like someone telling me I'm a problem I think that Kira does a great job of that because like so the difference between me and her and I respect her and sometimes I want to be like her in this because I match energy (laughs) I match the hell out of your energy if you are nice I am nice if you want to pop off I'm going to match you at whatever level that is because that's who I am right that is you so I match (laughs) I match energy which is probably not the best thing because I think in certain scenarios I'm not accomplishing anything by matching your energy. By matching your level, I'm just letting my anger out. So I feel better short term, but long term, there's nothing that was accomplished out of it. It's just now we're still in a bad situation. Or I think that she takes the time, she sits back, she breathes. She might vent to me, but when she's actually handling the situation, she handles it with so much poise. I try, y'all. In my mind, I I don't know how she do it, y'all. Not gonna beat you out. I actually beat you to be telling me things. I'd be one to go handle it for her, but I'm just like, this is what I would say. Boom, give me your phone and I'll handle it. <laughs> give it to me. 
I'm telling you, it comes out like, you know, per my last email. But what I'm saying in my head is, bitch, I done told you, okay? I just feel like it, it really is you... You know, do I, I'll tell y'all my when I was a problem a little bit later, okay? I'll tell y'all when I was a problem a little bit later. But I do think that sometimes you end up being a problem when when we think about communication, just because I want to stick with the communication thing in this, in this instance. I think that people forget the main ingredient or to communication, which is listening. So sometimes people pose as the problem because they always, like, they don't know how to listen and actually be present. It's like, how many conversations do people be in where they're thinking about the solution and you're asking them to focus on, no, no, like, listen to what I'm saying and just be present. And I feel like that can sometimes make people not want to talk to you when because you mean in that case you do kind of become a problem because no one wants to like your friends don't want to talk to you your partner doesn't want to talk to you because you don't know how to listen just be present and listen everybody don't need a everybody is not looking for a solution sometimes people just want to process the emotions right i think another thing is too is your tone and how you're saying it like Mm -hmm. are you heard so i know communication goes with how has the person heard you because if i'm popping off you're not listening to me you're waiting for a reaction to come back but, you know, communication is how you're heard. So if I say something and now it's something where you can, you heard me, then that's different. I feel like it'll go further. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, a lot of times problems come about in general, not placing a person to it or fault to it, but problems come up with communication. It all starts, yeah. I, I guarantee you, if you sit down and you all reflect on this question yourself, the situation that comes up but probably has something to do with communication. <laughs> I can say that my commun- I feel like my communication has grown drastically with being with her just because I see her do it as an example. Well, if I've never had nobody truly break down communication, even just the small things like how she explains, okay, well, let me change my language instead of just telling you, she kind of gives you the thought process behind it. And I think that makes a difference. Whoa. Of- yeah. I get. I try. I try. I feel like you have helped me be able to be present and not. As a therapist, I listen with a solution focused lens. Like I think that sometimes I don't know how to turn my inner therapist off. So when someone's talking to me, it's like I'm focused on okay, all the things. Oh, that was a cognitive distortion. Ooh, look. (laughs) <laughs> that was reflection. That was a um, deflection. Oh, it was this. And, you know, so my mind is not really present. And that's something that I really am trying so hard to work on, which is why I brought it up, too, is to just be present and just just listen. Because anytime, like even with my wife, like, I care and my mind immediately goes to like, OK, how can I make you not feel this way anymore? Like, if you feel sad, let's talk about the solution. It's <laughs> that bitch out. Or what do we need to do? But sometimes you need to you can't skip past the emotional processing. And I think I become a problem sometimes in, in situations because I am trying to figure out that what do we do next when we're not even at that part yet. Right. So that is how you can become a problem. But let's talk about Miss Tanisha. Let's see how Miss Tanisha became or is. Is she even a problem? I don't know. But when we get back and we talk about a good sis case study, I'll let you be the judge. Tell me if Miss Tanisha is a problem. Let's go to our commercial and we will be right back. Sis, are you ready to spruce up your Instagram feed with daily inspiration and positivity? We'll connect with us on Instagram. Follow us at The Stiletto Files. We look forward to connecting with you. 
time for the Good Sis Case Study. Okay, Miss Tanisha, she is 45 years old and has struggled to maintain a solid circle of friends. Since college, Tanisha finds herself in the same scenario of making a friend and her friends suddenly ghosting her. Tanisha states that females are too emotional and needy and often uses this as her excuse for not being able to maintain friends. Her most recent friend who she met at work told her that she can no longer be her friend last week because she expects people to stroke her ego. Tanisha reported feeling sad and confused, and she said, see, this is why I do not have a lot of female friends. I would rather hang with men. But do you have any men friends, though? (laughs) (laughs) But do you? It sounds like you don't have no friends, Tanisha. Come on, girl. Yeah, I was like, that's my mind. Like, y'all, I be trying to read it and then process. But yeah, that's a good question. It sounds like we don't have any friends. And what is a man going to do for you that you think that a female friend can't do? I'm, maybe I don't understand that because I've heard women say that a lot. Like, see, I don't, I don't have a lot. I don't hang with females like that. I'd rather hang with men. But what is it that they feel like men, that they're giving them over a woman? I don't understand that. Have you ever heard anybody say that, babe? I have. I'm trying to think of um, why I like would like men over women. So I personally would like men at one point in my life because they're like athletes and I love to play basketball. And so like it just happened that we were in the same surroundings and like I refereed, so I was around a bunch of men. And so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, where women, sometimes I think that um, women get jealous easier Sometimes I think about some friends and I think that they get, um, so say we go on out, they get jealous that all the attention's on you or vice versa. Like instead of just being comfortable with self, I feel like sometimes people's insecurities can show out. Yeah. And I even think about like with me and work, like I enjoy working around a bunch of men. Granted, you have to take them in because they say asshole things. They say things like they can never work in a men dominant industry (laughs) like where I work, but I think it works well for me. You, well, you know, you still gotta put my glasses on. Listen, <laughs> I will have to disagree with you on a couple of things. Okay. I, I really do not like women always being the blamed for things. Like, women are this, women are that. I feel like, you know, I don't attach gender to friendship. I look for souls that I can connect with. And if you come in a male body or you come in a female body, that's fine. Or you non-binary, that's fine for me. I feel like, you know, there's going to be toxic people and toxic traits coming from both men and women. So I still struggle with the question of why, what does she feel like she's going to get from a man? It sounds to me like, I'm sorry, sis, but it sounds to me like a little uh, excuse. Like it's a, it's the it's female's fault why they don't want to hang out with you so you'd rather go to men, but it sounds to me like you don't even know what a true friend is because at least your last friend gave you feedback. But because when women say that, like, oh, you know, girls be jealous. Men do that too. Men? I'm not saying men don't. I'm just trying to think of how I'd be in that perspective. I agree with everything that you're saying. I'm just trying to think of how that that would be though you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like i really it's a question that i'm gonna have to sit and think about for a second because and it's a question i'm asking tanisha mainly is 
what do you feel like you're going to get from a man that you're not going to get from a woman? Like, I think also it sounds just off of quick glances that she is wanting to receive everything but not give. Like, how mm-hmm. are you a good friend? So I think that a good question for her is, what have you done to show that you're a good friend for somebody? Have you showed up when this happened? Like, say yeah. somebody broke up and they're like, oh, my God, what do you need from me? Like, have you asked those questions or have you said, hey, man, let's go get a drink so we can talk about it or come over and let's eat popcorn so we can mm-hmm. talk about whatever the situation is, right? Yeah. So how have you been a good friend, Tanisha? Exactly. And I feel like, you know, I appreciate diversity. I love having a diverse group of friends because where there's diversity, there's growth. You're challenging and helping me because, you know, there may be diversity in thought, diversity in ethnicities, culture. You're you're teaching me. So so I love that my friend circle is incredibly diverse. Yes, we do have mutual things that keep us connected or that's why we're connected in the first place. But I strongly value diversity and right. however that looks. I have both, you know, I have a, a wide variety of friends that identify on a, with a lot of different identities. But I think that the thing to keep in mind here is she's, she did get feedback. Usually she gets ghosted, but homegirl that just, told her I can't be friends with you last week at least she provided some feedback and she said that Tanisha expects people to stroke her ego so we can't forget that's a huge part there what does that look like to where you need your ego what does that mean when someone says low self-esteem so you need somebody to uh, reassure you that you are you are cool you are nice you are this because you're not confident in yourself is what it sounds like you know what yeah I feel like it gives me the vibes of I need to put you down so I can feel good and of course nobody's gonna want to be around that if you're constantly putting me down or like you know why you doing this why you doing that we all know a little nagging ass Nancy like that or a nagging ass Nakisha that's always got something (laughs) to say about why we're doing something and you know I don't want to hang around anybody like that either. Also, you'd probably don't want to hang around people that are um, always talking about other people because that means you're probably talking about me once I leave this space. <sighs> she might be a little gossiper. Well, when I I really feel a way when I hear you know she expects people to stroke her ego. Yeah, I'm hearing some low self esteem. I'm hearing um, I expect you to pour more into me than uh, I do to you. You are, as my friend, solely here for my comfort and for my needs only. That's what I hear. You know, then you want to bring it back to childhood. (laughs) Right. I have a friend like that. I have a friend that she needs her ego stroke. Like, if there is a situation, you know what? I I don't like to use friends so loosely. So I'm going to say I have a... um, Acquaintance. A strange friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, too. That that she loves that. Like, she loves to have her ego stroke. So much so that if if you accomplish something, it always comes with a backhanded compliment. And and eventually, I didn't want to be around here. Like, you know. (laughs) I see you doing your thing with your little business or whatever. (laughs) The little little business thing. You know, I see them little edges. What you mean? (laughs) They got mad, y'all. That's exactly, yeah, like that. Where they, you know, she was just, she's like that. Like, she won't post about anybody's accomplishments. Like, you know, and Facebook isn't everything or Instagram. But I feel like some people really place a lot of value in it. And so she won't share any of her friends' accomplishments. She just always, always about her. Mm. And I, if Tanisha is anything like that, sis, I can understand why no one wants to be around you, like so, for real. So then, if the, if she is like this, what would you? What advice would you give her? 
so she can start working on that and, and creating real friendships. Right. I think that she's already in a tough spot because instead of her saying, hmm, let me reflect on this feedback that this person gave me, she's saying, see, that's why I don't have a lot of female friends. Oh, you get defensive. Instead of trying to actually take what they said at face value, you're just trying to... Yeah. You're trying to... Yeah, ego. There's no advice to give her because she's not ready to receive it. Oh, that's true. That's tough, man. It's You know, it's tough because I feel like it's going to be a continuous cycle until, I guess, she's just... Oh, she's 45 years old so she's pretty old already and lonely is she married <laughs> i don't know clearly i wouldn't imagine because if you're doing this with your friends i could only imagine what type of partner you are yeah you wouldn't be able to keep anybody sis if that's like you know you're expecting people to stroke your ego you gotta stroke your own ego okay yeah, i don't so. need anybody to stroke my ego i already feel like i'm i'm that that bitch and so when you tell me that that's just an addition to how i already feel and I feel like with her, she's needing that, like, yeah, like, you know. So what I'm I hear you it. saying is she needs to do things to start building her confidence. Mm-hmm. She, you can't tell her what it is, but you, she needs to go and, and you know, put on extra makeup or do these things, buy a new pair of clothes to make her feel good, to build yeah. her confidence so she doesn't have to be reassured by others. Yeah, she got a lot of things she need to do. That is one, that's number two. The first thing you need to do is realize that there is a problem that, and that you are that problem. You are the glue to the loneliness. You are sticking yourself to the loneliness because you, literally this was a growth moment for her when, because you know, like, from yeah. what I read, everybody else just ghosted her. So they clearly they didn't give her any feedback. This was a growth moment for her to have this friend give you feedback. But instead, you see, that's why I don't have no female friend. So if that was you and somebody told you that, how would you handle that situation? I'd be writing in my journal like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> would you say something in the moment to that person and saying, you know, I'm sorry that you you feel that way. Is there something I could do to be a better, like, is you there know, something I can work on and try to keep that relationship? Or do you think that that would have been... You wouldn't have thought of that in that time. Maybe if that was the energy I was in, if I, I felt like I would respect his boundaries. And if she said, hey, I don't want to deal with you anymore for this reason. This is what you're doing in my life. Then, yeah, I would just let it go. I would definitely tell her I appreciate the feedback. I have never maybe even asked some more example. If I know the friendship going to end anyway, it's like, well, yeah, what can I what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean? See, that's why I tell y'all she's big. I don't. I think I would have popped off and been oh Tanisha, and then I came home and been like, oh my god, I would call my other friends. So at least, at least I got friends <laughs> and talk about her girl. Let's I what this like, girl did. Yeah, and I would ask my friend. I have solid friends though, and well, I call them family now. And I would ask them what I did wrong. Like, am I wrong? Because mm-hmm. I have to check myself, and I'm okay with checking it. But I just need to make sure that, you know. But you, in order to do that, you need real solid friends that's going to call you out on your shit. Because sometimes you have friends that just like, yeah, girl, no, you ain't doing anything wrong. When you know, when yes, you did. Like, they don't call you on your yeah. shit. So you got to make sure you have solid friends if you're going to rely on that, you know. And, right. and it so in this case, she don't have it. So then it's like you don't have any balancing act. No. It sucks to realize you're the problem. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all about me. Let's go to those last commercial break. And I'm going to tell you when I was the problem and yeah, how much. Tea. Give me the tea, babe. <laughs> how much of a slap in my pretty face that was. So we'll be right back. Damn. Work is really stressing me right now. I don't know what to do. 
Hey girl, it's me, your fairy god therapist. You don't have to be stressed. Book a session now at www.tsftherapy.com. Spill the tea, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all ready to hear. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about the time that I realized I was a problem. Okay, so I have a growing relationship with my mom, right? Um, I, we are for a long, for a long time, we've been working on our relationship, sort of. Sometimes, you know, it's just me, but we know we're going to let that go. But there was a time where my mom was actually trying. This is where I became the problem. I wasn't willing to accept. It's like, okay, I'm telling her I want her to change, but I wasn't in the energy to accept the change. So it's like when she was actually trying, I was rejecting it. And I became the person that I did not like of her. Like I felt like she was hella judgmental, um, just not someone that was like a negative Nancy and not someone you would want to just share your life goals with or just any like good news. But when she was actually trying to like be more invested in my in my life and learn more of what was going on and how I felt, when she called me, I'm like, what you want? <laughs> what is it now? Like I'm calling my phone. Like you know what I'm saying? It was like very it was not, I was the problem. The reason why the relationship wasn't growing was because it was me not being receptive. And I think the thing, it took her telling me I was a problem. And that's when I was like, damn, I had to sit with that. I literally was sitting on my bed. I remember thinking like, damn, <laughs> she's right. Like, how how can I say the reason why this relationship isn't growing is not because of her. It's me right now. And I had gotten so used to playing a role of blaming her of why our relationship isn't good. You're not growing. You're not doing the things you need to do. And it was really me. In that moment, it was me. That relationship couldn't go anywhere because I was not receptive to it. It's like I said I wanted a good relationship, but I actually was not, you know, behaving in that way. And that was a little bit of a slap in the face to me because it's like, you know, now I'm in the role like, damn, I'm the problem because I had got so used to that life role, you know, of she's the problem. Right. I think that is hard. And I don't know how you just, you know, sometimes it's hard to be when you're upset and angry and, and you're yelling or arguing how you just listen to what they said. Yeah. And it's like, I was getting bad. It's like, usually I'm like somebody that communicates very well. I take my time with what I have to say. I stay, I, when people yell, I lower my voice and I try to make sure I say mellow, but I was popping off over the smallest things. My mom could say something like, you know, something so small. And I was like popping off and I was a problem. And I can admit that. I can admit that it took me a second or two, but I could admit that I was in that case. This is no longer a her thing. This is me. Right. I, I feel you on that. It's It's tough. I feel like a lot of times, like with me and you, you she'll tell me something, I get mad, and I'll say something, and I'm like, uh, an hour or two later, <laughs> I'll have to go correct it. But you know, I feel like, you know, it's better just to try to hear it then and, and deal with it instead of trying to, like, I get mm-hmm. defensive instantly, and then instead of, I have to correct it later, and instead just listen to what you said, and then just keep going with it, and, and say you're going to work on it, because I'll work on whatever it is. Right, right, you will. It's hard because, you know, you, 
it's so easy to blame other people. It is. It's easier to blame other people than it is to look in the mirror. For yeah, sure. absolutely. And, you know, I had to stop saying that was one thing my therapist brought up to me was like, stop saying you, your mom, your mom, your mom, like blaming everything on your mom. What role have you played? And I feel like that was the thing where I had to be like, okay, wait a minute, Kayla, check yourself. Because you're right, a relationship does work both ways. And so, like, is where there was moments when I was losing my cool, my cool, and it wasn't warranted at all. <laughs> like, she didn't deserve that. It wasn't warranted. And I feel like, you know, I was just still, I wasn't ready to release. And so, because of that, I became the problem in that relationship. Because it's like, I said, I'm giving you the chance, but I'm really not. I was just play playing, you know, it's just, a, it's just pretend. <laughs> I did this one thing. So that was me giving you a chance. <laughs> right, I said it. So that was enough. <laughs> and I really had to just check myself. And I try to always just, like I said, it's a lesson in everything. And my communication may have been perfect with other people, but it was to shit when it came to her. And in that case, I was, the, I was definitely, I can openly admit it to all of you. I was the problem. And then even admitted it to her. And of course I didn't want to, I'm like, I don't want to give her this pleasure. Right. But me saying I'm, I was wrong. And she actually handled it very well. Shut up. Um, I'm going to let her listen to this episode just so you know, <laughs> so she can feel better. Yeah. She handled it very well. She's very open to it. And, um, I was like, okay, that 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 felt good, and I felt like after that, I had to like release my own shit so that we can then continue to strengthen the relationship and it be on a fair playing field. You know, it's not I'm not throwing these op- these obstacles that I know she can't. You know, throwing these things in her way. So yeah, that was the tea, all tea right there. All right. So then, what? So 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 our question is, how do you know when you are the problem? So what is if you want to wrap this all up? What are things that you need to do when you are the problem? You want me to answer that or you want to answer that? Hey, hey, you you go over there going. Go ahead. All right. Take so for off. me, the what I just heard from your story and what I said <laughs> earlier is whenever there's a situation that goes down, always ask instead of blaming, which is the easiest. You can still blame. Don't say don't blame because I'm still <laughs> going to blame. But find out a scenario in that you could have changed. What could have you changed or have done better to make the outcome just a little bit better? That's all I got. What you got, babe? I still stick with being the energy of making changes. Uh, And I feel like you have to, when you realize if there's a pattern, there's a lesson. And sometimes that lesson is something that you need to, you know, work through. It's a lesson for you, a life lesson for you. So I definitely think that you have to first be in the energy of always willing to self-improve. And when you're always in a spirit and the energy of self-improving, improving, then I feel like you will question constantly, like, hey, what, what role did I play in this? Right. So you can never get out of the stage of being self-improvement is a continuum. It is not a final destination. Unfortunately, you... unfortunately, y'all, <laughs> y'all could do something big and thought y'all were done. You ain't. <laughs> You're not. I feel like it's really a continuum that you have to have, you know, patience and self-compassion for. But when you're in that, it's easier to accept those like, oh, man, I'm the toxic one. I'm the toxic one because sometimes it's us. Yeah, everybody has flaws, and it's okay to have flaws as long as you're trying to work and improve on it. I think, like, I'll accept anybody as long as, you know, nobody's perfect. Bae's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Our parents aren't perfect. But as long as, you know, they're constantly trying to improve, you you bring it up as a problem, and then they're willing to at least work on it or Mm -hmm. talk about it or, you know, just admit their flaws or work on it. 
Admitting you're wrong is much. It's really hard for people to do, and it goes a long way. Even if that's the only thing you do, it makes me feel better sometimes. It's like mm-hmm. I can't even be mad and yell at you and tell you everything else that you done wrong, because right. it's like you know, it's like dang, okay. Because some people act like admitting you're wrong is like a punch to the gut, and it's like, is it really? Like it kinda, I mean, it, I feel like it's hard. <laughs> I feel like the first time I did, I'm like crying over here. I'm just like, I'm just, and she's like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do that. I didn't know. I've never done it. So it's hard. And I feel like I'm getting better at it. Yeah. And I say that if you're in a relationship, this even happens all the time in relationships. And I feel like if you're in a relationship and you have to, you know, say, hey, that was my bad. Always talk about what you're going to do differently the next time. And, you know, like if even if your partner comes to you, like when she says, like, you know, hey, babe, I shouldn't say that like that is what I mean. And, you know, I always like, you know, well, I, I could have done better with this or she does. I could have, you know, so because it's like it's not we're not here to place fault. That's not going to do anything. Let's create this game plan. You know, that solution focus again. <laughs> Let's create this game plan to help us strengthen this, you know, this connection and, and make sure that we don't you know, go through this. I don't want my wife taking all this fall and I'm over here sitting here big man like, uh-huh. Yep, I know I did you. that wrong, right? That like, was all you. I don't like that. So I think that that's the advice I would give the couples. And even you can do that in friendships too, of course. But, you know, always see your, always see how you can improve too. Yeah. Period. Poo. <laughs> all right. So that's going to wrap up our podcast for today. Yes. What a great episode. We love y'all so much we really do this has been an amazing journey be sure to rate us let us know your feedback you know your ratings they help us go longer they help us reach further and we would appreciate each and every one of you so we'll see you on the next episode okay bye